Welcome back, y'all, as we continue on our journey through Genesis with chapter 42. And as we start chapter 42, keep in mind that Jacob has believed that Joseph has been dead for the last 20 years. And we'll go ahead and pick up from there. In verse 1, when Jacob heard that grain was available in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard there is a grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we'll die. So Joseph's ten older brothers went down from went down to Egypt to buy the grain. But Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin, go with them for fear some harm might come to him. Now, Jacob um, loved Rachel the most, remember, and Benjamin and Joseph were Rachel's two sons. So he is the only other son of Rachel that he has left because he believes that Joseph is dead. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to let Benjamin go. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to Benjamin. In verse 5, it continues, So Jacob's sons arrived in Egypt along with others to buy food, for the famine was in Canaan as well. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. So here we have the great union. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where are you from? he demanded. From the land of Canaan, they replied, we have come to buy some food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they didn't recognize him. And he remembered the dreams he'd had about them many years before. And he said to them, You are spies! You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. So he, I'm going to pause here, he recognizes them, but they have no clue who he is. Twenty years have passed, and when he left, he was 17. And if you think about how much men changed between the years of 17 and 37, he's no longer recognizable by his brothers. And the dream that he had 20 years before actually comes true and they bow down their faces to the ground in front of Joseph and he's realizing this so he's going to challenge them in verse 10 no my lord they exclaimed your servants have simply come to buy food we are all brothers members of the same family we are honest men sir we are not spies so here his brothers literally call themselves honest men in front of the brother that they were going to kill and ended up selling into slavery. So they're liars pretending to be honest and they claim to be honest men. And I can't imagine what Joseph felt in that moment, knowing that they were claiming this to the face of the one that they sold into slavery. In verse 12, it continues. Yes, you are, Joseph insisted. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. Sir, they said, there are actually 12 of us. We, your servants, are all brothers, sons of a man living in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is back there with our father right now, and one of our brothers is no longer with us. So that's the truth. They tell the truth here at this point. 
And his so regardless, his brothers sold him and claimed to be honest men. So Joseph is, is pressing them here. He's going to press them and see what he can get out of them. In verse 14, but Joseph insisted, as I said, you are spies. This is how I will test your story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you will never leave Egypt unless your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go and get your brother. I'll keep the rest of you here in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. But the life of Pharaoh, if it turns out that you don't have a younger brother, then I'll know that you are spies. So he doesn't trust them. He does not trust them one inch. And he doesn't know if their hearts are changed or if they're um, changed people. Because God has definitely changed Joseph and his integrity and character. But it doesn't seem like they've changed a whole lot so far. And he doesn't trust them and doesn't know for sure. Maybe they did something to Benjamin too. Or maybe Benjamin died. And this is his blood brother. This is his other brother with his mom, Rachel. So he really wants to know the truth about Benjamin. He really is invested in this. In verse 17, So Joseph put them all in prison for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you will live. Whenever it says on the third day or references three days in the Bible, pay, pay, pay close attention to that. He is... He's a man of faith, and he's God-fearing, and he thinks about it for three days. And on the third day, his he realized his faith and obedience and fear of God, it, it changes how he ultimately treats these people who had wronged him, his own brothers. He has a softened heart, and he is softened, and he changes his plan of attack a little bit here in that um, humbleness that he's receiving from God. In verse 19, if you really are honest men, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with grain for your starving families, but you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove that you are telling the truth, and you will not die. To this they agreed. Speaking among themselves, they said, Clearly we are being punished because of what we did to Joseph so long ago. We saw his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That's why we're in this trouble. So for 20 years, they've clearly carried this guilt, and the guilt is still present 20 years later. It hasn't left them. They, they still feel guilty for what they did, and we'll see how they continue in this in verse 22. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy, Reuben asked? But you wouldn't listen, and now we have to answer for his blood. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter, but now he turned away from them and began to weep. When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simon from among them and had him tied up right before their eyes. So... He gets a little emotional here because he hears and understands that they, they do remember. And Reuben even seems to care a bit. And he's moved to tears. And he, he wants to know if their hearts have changed. That's his goal here. Have they changed over the last 20 years? But he still makes one of them stay behind because he really does want to know if Benjamin is still alive. So Simeon, he ends up staying behind. 
but he ties them up just like they did to him right in front of them so they could all watch. In verse 25, Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but he also gave a secret instruction to return each brother's payment at the top of his sack. He also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with the grain and headed for home. But when they stopped for the night and one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey, he found his money in the top of his sack. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money has been returned. It's here in my sack. Then their hearts sank. Trembling, they said to each other, what has God done to us? So their silver brings on even more guilt. Joseph's kindness to them brings forth fear of God, and God's kindness is the kind of kindness that leads to repentance. In verse 29, When the brothers came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened to them. The man who was governor of the land spoke very harshly to us, they told him. He accused us of being spies, scouting out the land. But we said we are honest men, not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of one father. One brother is no longer with us, and the youngest is at home with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who was governor of the land told us, This is how I will find out if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take grain for your starving families and go on home. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know you are honest men and not spies. Then I will give you back your brother, and you may trade freely in the land. As they emptied out their sacks, there in each man's sack was the bag of money he had paid for the grain. The brothers and their father were terrified when they saw the bags of money. Jacob explained, exclaimed, You are robbing me of my children. Joseph is gone. Simon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything is going against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. I'll be responsible for them, and I promise to bring him back. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down with you. His brother Joseph is dead, and all he is all I have left. If anything should happen to him on your journey, you would send this grieving, white-haired man to his grave. So they they open their bags, and they all end up having extra money. They all have extra money in their bags. And it's a reminder that when they went home after selling Joseph, they also had extra money because they sold him. So that ends chapter 42, and we will see what happens next on this journey as they are reacquainted with their brother Joseph. I hope you are having a most wonderful day.